From Capital News, Illinois, I'm Peter Hancock, and this is Capital Cast. Today we take a look at something that came up in the Illinois General Assembly this year. It had to do with something else the General Assembly did back in 1862. The issue came up in May in the Illinois Senate. It was one of those days when senators were on the floor for hours working through stacks and stacks of bills and resolutions, some of them newsworthy, but many of them not. And then, late in the day, came this one. Mr. Secretary, please read the resolution. Senate Joint Resolution Number 26, offered by Senator Plummer. Senator Plummer, to explain your resolution. That's State Senator Jason Plummer, a Republican from Edwardsville. Thank you, Mr. President, members of the Senate. Um, to give a little background on this resolution, in 1861, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a constitutional amendment called the Corwin Amendment that would have essentially protected the institution of slavery from federal interference. It was an attempt to prevent the Civil War. Illinois was one of only five states nationally that ratified the amendment before the outbreak of the Civil War, and the state of Illinois has never rescinded its ratification of that amendment. What my joint resolution does is it uh, rescinds Illinois' ratification of the Corwin Amendment. Not many people these days talk about or even know about the Corwin Amendment, mainly because it never passed, and clearly it didn't achieve its goal of preventing a civil war. The story goes like this. Soon after Abraham Lincoln was elected president in 1860, southern states began seceding from the Union and civil war appeared inevitable. Outgoing President James Buchanan saw this as a crisis and asked Congress to come up with a constitutional amendment that would put the South's mind at ease by ensuring the federal government could not abolish slavery in states where it already existed. A three-member House committee, led by Ohio Representative Tom Corwin, came up with a proposal, the so-called Corwin Amendment, which would have been the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. That's Christian McWhorter, a historian at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library in Springfield. Only five states ever ratified the Corwin Amendment, Kentucky, Maryland, Ohio, Rhode Island, and Illinois, which did so in 1862. That seems odd because by that time, the war was already underway. Illinois was on the side of the Union, and the Union was led by President Abraham Lincoln of Illinois. So we wanted to know what was going on in the Illinois General Assembly that would cause it to ratify an amendment that would seem to undercut the Union's position in the war. To find out about that, we turn to John Lupton. He's executive director of the Illinois Supreme Court Historic Preservation Commission, a state agency whose job is to preserve the history of the state's judicial branch. He also spends a lot of time studying the history of the legislative branch. At least according to the law, it looked like what they, or the law, that, or the joint resolution that was passed, that they wanted to try to end the war without further bloodshed. And they thought by giving this carrot to the South of being able to bring them back into the Union with uh, retaining slavery would do that. At this time, Illinois has a Republican governor, Richard Yates, but the General Assembly is controlled by Democrats. Democrats and Yates had a very 
contentious relationship. <laughs> there was a constitutional convention that went on in 1862, and the convention tried to basically assume the authority of the government, uh, which is not what the job of a constitutional convention is. And uh, like they were trying to uh, oversee the governor's office, uh, pass laws themselves. Uh, they tried to um, uh, change the term of the governor's office from four years to two years. Um, all of these with direct, you know, uh, their targets were aimed right at Yates. The Constitutional Convention didn't pass, but the animosity between the governor and the legislature remained. And when the Democrats got control of the legislature in the 1862 election, and that's when they you know, tried to then use their authority as a legislature. So we had a, like this has never happened before. What's important to remember here is that the Democratic and Republican parties then weren't like the parties of today. The Democratic Party in 1862 advocated for small, limited federal government and states' rights, including the right to decide for themselves whether or not to allow slavery. The Republican Party was still brand new at the time, it was established in 1854, mainly to fight against the expansion of slavery into the Western territories. But as Lupton explains, the state of Illinois as a whole wasn't fully on board with the Republicans' agenda or Lincoln's. Illinois had always been a heavily Democratic state. That's why Lincoln didn't get elected to the Senate. Um, you know, he was only able to serve one term in Congress. Um, so, you know, he didn't have the political clout that, like, Stephen Douglas did. Mm -hmm. um, who basically was able to win every election he was in because this is a Democratic. Um, and actually, Sangamon County and Springfield, both in 1860 and 1864, didn't vote a majority for Lincoln. He lost um, his hometown. He lost his hometown and his home county uh, twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, there was definitely widespread, I wouldn't say opposition to the Lincoln administration, but yeah, opposition to the Lincoln administration here in this state. So that brings us back to current day. In the Illinois Senate in May, there was no debate on Plummer's resolution, so it went straight to a vote. Take the record. On that question, there are 55 voting aye, none voting nay, none voting present. And on that question, Senate Joint Resolution 26, having received the required constitutional majority, is adopted and declared ratified. And from there, it was sent to the House, which didn't get around to acting on it before lawmakers adjourned June 2nd. But it's still pending in a House committee, and so it's still alive for the veto session this fall, or even the 2020 session. Plummer says he won't stop pushing to get his resolution through. This, yeah, this isn't something I'm going to let die off. I mean, it's it's something that, you know, uh, is it going to uh, directly impact some of the very consequential issues facing our state today? No. Is it uh, something that I think uh, is, like I said, a black mark in our state's history that should be clarified and corrected? Absolutely. For Capital News Illinois, I'm Peter Hancock. This has been Capital Cast, and thank you for listening.